In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know what it's like to be a dog, or an amoeba, or say an oak tree, but I do know what it's like to be a human being, and presumably you do too. Being a human being is hard. That's my conclusion. We humans are subject to so many issues, whether they're issues from within us or issues from outside. Even when things are going well, don't we seem to generate things to worry about? What I'm saying briefly is that life is hard. Like the Grateful Dead say, if the thunder don't get you, then the lightning will. Now, Jerry and company share this anthropology with none other than holy writ. The Bible says, quote, man is born to trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. Now, of course, this is not to deny that life is full of joy and full of blessing and deliverance and numinous beauty. I mean, of course it is. I mean, there were three days in a row last week uh, wherein the beauty was almost too much to bear, the October sun splintering through the turning trees, just uh, devastating, really. But what I'm saying and what the Bible says is that there is no earthly Eden. Um, You cannot make one. The flaming swords still bar the entrance. And trying to construct any kind of Eden, uh, you'll always find a snake or snakes in the garden. It is hard to be a human being which is one reason that Halloween is so darn fun, because you can stop being human. You can dress up like a vampire or a werewolf or a dragon or a dinosaur. Now, in real life, the clothes don't make the man because the man is still the man underneath the velour sweatshirt or sweatsuit or his James Bond tuxedo. But on Halloween, the clothes most definitely make the man or the zombie or the werewolf. It is a momentary escape hatch from the ever-turning wheel. Now, people have been trying to figure out how to live this difficult human life ever since the Garden of Eden, in fact, where sin came into the picture with all its concomitant pain and struggle. Now, this is what's going on in the gospel lesson today. A guy is trying to figure out basically how to live. He's heard that Jesus knows a thing or two about living. Lots of people follow him around to listen to his teaching, listen to what he has to say. This guy maybe has heard even that Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. So he asked Jesus, which commandment is first of all, which in common vernacular translates to, what's the most important thing in life? Jesus answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. In other words, Jesus says, this is how we are to live life. This is how to live life. Love God and love other people. Loving God and loving other people, that's why we are put on this earth. I remember being in an existential swivet in my early 20s trying to figure out life and figure out what to do with my life and how I was going to live my life. And 
Most people in their 20s, uh, TBH, feel this. They, especially now, uh, people are in their 20s when they have been force-fed this mantra uh, that they can do anything they want as long as they follow their passion. I'm sure you've heard this. It is a really dumb thing to say to somebody. It has a paralyzing effect to tell them to follow their passion because what if they have lots of passions? What if I have no passion? What if my passion is to sit on the sofa all day and stream episodes of Seinfeld? I mean, it also assumes to follow your passion that, that the human being can just translate that passion into action, which is a totally naive view of the hardness of living, the hardness of being a human. There are way too many blockages between passage and action and then something like fulfillment. If the thunder don't get you, then the lightning will. But in any case, I was trying to figure it out, and I was headed to law school when Christy said, no, let's go to Haiti instead, which we did. And there I decided to become an Episcopal preach, to which Christy said I didn't sign up for that, but which we did. And we're still together, and it's worked out okay. And mercifully, the world has been spared another lawyer. Ha <laughs> ha. Kidding, of course. No lawyer jokes, because in fact, being a minister doesn't make a person any closer to Jesus's insight about living life or the kingdom of God, as he says later, than being a lawyer or being anything at all or being nothing at all. Granted, it's nice to have a meaningful vocation. You need a way to put food on the table. But in relation to life's real meaning, which is what we all want to get at. All of that stuff is penultimate at best, probably lower down the list. Truth be told, the Beatles are right. All you need is love. That's a roundhouse punch to what I consider to be the demon of productivity that has most of us by the jugular in this culture. You are not what you do as much as you hear it. Now, all you need is love. Of course, the love that Jesus talks about has a specific focus, a specific direction, a specific object. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. God and neighbor the direction, the focus, the object. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You'll recognize what I said from our right one communion service if you've gone to one of those. It's called the summary of the law in the prayer book, a.k.a. the most important thing in life. Loving God, loving other people. Now, what have I said so far? I've said this. Being a human being is hard. We're all trying to figure out how to live life. We tend to think that what we do will fulfill us and lead to an abundant life. But most of us, as we age, come to realize the foolishness in that, that we are not what we do. Jesus says to this, the abundant life consists in loving God and loving other people. When you understand that then, 
Like the man in the scripture, Jesus says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. So, it's true that when you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself, you will experience joy and fulfillment. There's no question about that. However, as I've said, being a human being is really hard. It's also true that you will fail on both counts miserably to love God and to love others. In a New York Times interview last week, the insightful comedian uh, David Sedaris says, who doesn't walk through the airport and think, oh, that person looks awful? Look at her legs. What made her think it was a good idea to get a tattoo there? I would never say it, but I think it. If you go to Starbucks and you're like, I'll pay with cash. You know what? I'll pay with a card. No, wait, you know what? If you think the people behind you aren't imagining you in an electric chair, you're wrong. He concludes by saying, I refuse to believe that everyone's not a jerk in their brain. That's a Bible insight too, friends. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one truly loves God with all their heart. No one truly loves their neighbors as themselves. No one, that is, except one. The one, that one, the one who not just explained the summary of the law, but was the summary of the law. The one who fulfilled the law for us because we could not, because we were jerks in our brains and in our actions sometimes too. The one who went to the cross for your sake and mine, where the thunder got him, and the lightning too. His death, by the way, is what we call his passion. It is the passion of Christ. And his passion, it turns out, is saving you. Now, that's the gospel. What I've just told you is the gospel. And it is the true and the only balm for the ongoing hardness of being human. And the gospel is this. You do not have to get near the kingdom of God because in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God has come near to you, has come to you, has taken you in. And lo and behold, this Jesus Christ loves you with all of his heart and all of his soul and all of his mind and all of his strength. Amen.